Hey, hi, hello, what is going on? How are you guys doing? I hope everybody is great. Uh, this is Ashley Gilland uh, with Going Gilland and How to Be an Actual Real Life Human. This is episode number 41 of the show, and we are going to talk about being a part of your own rescue. So if you guys know who Kevin Hart is, which hopefully you do, if you have not heard his bit about how to be or about being a part of your own rescue, go check it out right now. Like pause this and check it out. Um, otherwise, I hope you guys enjoy the show. I'm sure that you will. Um, and if you are at any point, please screenshot the episode, send it out to your IG stories. You can tag me at going Gillen, just like the name of the podcast. Um, and I would love to connect with you. I would love to send you huge love and thank yous and appreciation, uh, because I definitely do see you and I definitely do appreciate each and every one of you. Um, if you would like to go leave a review, I would appreciate that. A five-star review would obviously be the best, but a review at all would definitely be appreciated. So again, this is episode number 41 of Going Gilland and How to Be an Actual Real-Life Human, um, and enjoy the show. Thanks, guys. Okay, so notes coming up. Here they are, up to the top. Okay, so if you guys are familiar at all with Kevin Hart, uh, let me just kind of get this out of the way because I can't, I won't be able to not think about it. So I have to just say it so that it's out there. Um, hi, Lindsay Murphy. Um, so Kevin Hart has a um, segment or whatever a bit about uh, being a part of your own rescue. And it is hilarious. He talks about going whitewater rafting and the um, instructor um, that's like getting them ready to go rafting is like, you know, if you're drowning, basically, uh, we need you to come two feet this way and do X and, you know, do all these things. We need you to be a part of your own rescue. And she basically, she's like, okay, so figure it out. So um, that has really just stuck with me. The whole, like, be a part of your own rescue thing. I really, um, I mean, one, it's hilarious. If you have not seen that bit, then you definitely need to just go to YouTube and search Kevin Hart, be a part of your own rescue, because I promise you, you will die. It is absolutely hysterical. Um, if you have seen it and you know what I'm talking about, then just drop like a, a heart in the comments below so that I know that you, um, or you can hit the hearts on Instagram. I'll see the hearts fly up. Um, Kevin Hart is, a, he's a banger. It's amazing. So anyways, that's really not, I mean, it's kind of what we're going to talk about, I guess. We're going to talk about being a part of your own rescue. So maybe something that you're a little bit more familiar with is potentially being on an airplane. So if you've ever flown anywhere, right, you know that when the, uh, yeah, it's hilarious, that when the, um, Oh, this is the wrong cup. That's not what I'm drinking tonight. Sorry. Um, the, what's her name? The flight attendant. When the flight attendant gets up and is telling us all like, you know, what we're going to do in case the plane goes down, which is the very first time that I ever went on a flight. Um, my grandpa told me, you know, he was walking, I was 12. I was flying to Houston um, before I went into middle school to hang out with my grandma, I mean, my aunt and my cousin and uh, my uncle. And my grandpa told me, you know, if your plane starts to go down, Ashley, there's some things that you can do, you know, and so I want to make sure that you know how to do those things. So I was like, okay, yeah, like, what, what do I have to do? And he's like, okay, so listen very closely. Like if your plane starts to go down, then what you need to do is you need to sit down, you need to put your head as far down, like to your knees as possible, like almost like between your legs, as far down as you can go. And then you just need to kiss your butt goodbye. <laughs> And I was like, thanks, Pat. Appreciate you. Uh, so if you know my family at all, you definitely are not surprised by the fact that my grandfather would tell me that as like a life lesson. Uh, but that's not what the flight attendants tell you. But they do tell you, right, that if you if your plane is going down, some like oxygen mask or something is going to drop down from the ceiling and you are going to need to grab that. And you're going to need to what? Do you put your own mask on first or do you put everybody else's mask on? 
you put your own mask on first, right? So you're going to need to put your mask on first. And then if you have a kid with you or whatever, then you put their mask on and everybody's going to have to basically be a part of their own rescue, right? The flight attendant isn't like, just sit there. I will come to you. You just be still. We'll handle it. Leave it to the pros, right? No, no, no. The flight attendant is like, not only are you going to have to put your mask on, but also like if you're sitting by one of these exits, you've got like, responsibilities. That shit makes me so nervous. So first of all, I wonder how many people actually listen when the flight attendant is like giving her roles. And then second of all, I'm like, does that guy who's sitting there who like, this is his first, he just by chance got placed by the door. Like, does he really know, like really know what to do if this plane were to go down? Because she just told him the roles. You can't help anyone else if you don't help yourself first. That's right, Lindsay Murphy. You can't help anyone else if you don't help yourself first. True. True, true. So I'm like, does that guy that's sitting there, does he really understand what she just said to him? Because he just, she just like went through those rules in a matter of like 0.2 seconds and everybody is like trying to figure out what they're going to drink and if they're going to have peanuts or pretzels. Like that makes me very nervous. But basically, right, the bottom line is you're going to have to be a part of your own rescue. You're going to have to remain calm, remain seated, listen to the instructions and uh, put your own mask on, be a part of your own rescue, save yourself first. Okay. So that's the rules, right? If a plane is going down, can't just sit there and hang out. You got to Nobody's going to come to you. You got to, you got to help do it. Okay. So another Rocky, what is up? Hi. Hey, hi. Hello. Um, okay. So another thing that kind of comes to mind when I think about other than, you know, Kevin Hart being hilarious, when I think about being a part of your own rescue is I think about, um, Selena Simcox. What is up lady about, um, for those of us who have children, right? If you have kids, you hope that, um, you never, ever that your child is never ever in a situation where they have to save themselves right or they're never in a hard situation really we just hope for the best for our kids I think but we also hope that as parents right that we have taught them enough to where if push comes to shove that uh, they would be able to to figure out what to do in a tough situation right so we know better than to think that as parents we're always going to be there for our kids right if somebody's being mean to them on the playground we're going to be able to be there to like push the little kid down and like not let them be bullied right we also though know that we have to just give our kids enough skills to wear and enough belief in themselves to where if shit gets crazy, right? Our kids are going to be able to be big enough and bold enough without us there to stand up for themselves, right? To be a part of their own rescue. Okay. So you guys see where I'm kind of going with this. I hope, I hope so. Okay. So I think, right, that most of the time in order for people to really get to a point where they're willing to be a part of their own rescue, whatever that may look like, let's stop talking about like life or death situations now because that's sad and I don't want to talk about it. Um, if you guys saw my Facebook post, then you know that actually yesterday, I think I missed the uh, anniversary by a day. Yesterday is was the 21st anniversary of the Wedgwood Baptist Church shooting. Um, so, you know, thoughts and prayers to families that were impacted uh, 21 years ago. That is insane. But when you talk about being a part of your own rescue, right, that's one of those situations where, you know, you hope your kids are never in a situation like that, where there is a, a mass shooter, a man with a gun, right, killing people all around your child, him or her, right? But you also hope that if they are in that situation that they, I mean, you can't train them, right? But that they are able to be a part of their own rescue, right? So anyways, let's stop talking about the life or death stuff. And let's start talking about the metaphorical life or death stuff, the stuff that I like to talk about, the woo-woo, feel good, encourage you guys, what are you going to do to change your life, right? To really make a difference in who you are today, okay? So like I was going to say, I think that People have to come to a point where they are sick and tired. I said this the other day and Brindley, my 12 year old thought it was hilarious. They're sick and tired of being sick and tired, right? Like I just, I can't do it anymore. I am Mangala. Hi friend. Thank you.
you so much for your help this afternoon. I really, 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 really appreciate it. And I appreciate you, Rocky, you as well. Um, isn't it awesome when friends just like come through, like when they really don't have to, they just do like, I appreciate you guys very much. Um, okay. So when you get to the point where your life is so bad, right, that you just don't want to live it anymore. You're disgusted to the point that you can no longer tolerate this mediocrity, this, you know, everywhere you turn is a dead end road. That's when people typically will step up and become a part of their own rescue, right? When they realize that they are living a life that is less than what they are capable of living or less than what they deserve, that's when they're like, oh, you know what? Mm, I'm going to do something about this, okay? So it's kind of like, um, and again, we've talked about this over and over again, but it's kind of like several weeks ago, right? I just, I was tired of crying myself to sleep every day. I was tired of crying at work every single day. I came on a Facebook Live, literally broke down into tears. And that's what it took for me to realize like, okay, girl, nobody is going to come save you. I'm sorry to tell you guys that. Nobody is going to come save you. You hear that? Nobody is going to come save you. I don't know what it is that you're sitting around waiting for, but there is no, you know, knight in shining armor that's about to bust through the doors and come in and say, you know what? I see you. I, 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 I get it. You are so worthy. You are so awesome because all these things are true. You are so worthy and you are so awesome, but nobody's going to just show up and be like, here is all of the things that you ever wanted. Silver platter, um, here you go. Go, go do this. Do nothing to work towards this. Do nothing to change your existence. It's just here it is for you. And then you get to just go do awesome things with it. Like it just, unfortunately, right. It just doesn't work out like that. Sure. Maybe there are some people that stumble into, um, get super lucky, whatever the case may be. But I had to realize, right. That nobody was going to change my, my corporate day-to-day, -day, my nine to five existence. Nobody was going to fix it for me. I was going to have to step up and be very, bold and very courageous and change what was happening to me if I wanted it to be different. Otherwise, I was just going to keep going to work and it was going to be the same bullshit every day over and over again. And I was just going to be complaining like, when is this going to be any different? This is not fair. Well, guess what? You know when it gets different? When you do something to make it different, right? If you want something to change, you have to change something. Okay. You can't be like, how come it always, this always happens to me while you're doing the exact same thing that you always do? Because if you keep doing the thing that you always do, guess what you're going to get? The thing that you always get. Let me say that again. If you keep doing the thing that you always do, guess what you're going to get? The thing that you always get. Does that make sense to you guys? Like that's a banger. You should write that down. If you're a note taker or not a note taker, you should write that down. If you keep doing the thing that you always do, you're going to keep getting the thing that you always get, right? So once you're ready to save yourself, you have to be willing to step up and be a part of your own rescue because nobody's going to do it for you. You have to love yourself to love yourself enough to ask for help. You have to love yourself to say no when you need to say no. You have to love yourself enough to receive with an open heart, right? You have to love yourself enough to know that you're going to have to do whatever it takes to turn it around, okay? You you are in control of your life. You know, like I said, nobody's going to do it for you. Okay. Love yourself enough to know that it's okay to ask for help. You don't have to live this imposter syndrome life. Nobody is convinced that you're perfect. Trust me. Okay. Nobody's going to be like, oh my God, what is happening in this life? She knows she doesn't know everything. <gasps> nobody's going to be that surprised. Honestly, nobody cares that much. <laughs> like just ask for help. Okay. And when you love yourself enough to ask for help, right? That's when things will start to change. That's when you're being a part of your own rescue. When you love yourself enough to say no, when you're overwhelmed and no is the answer, right? I read in a book somewhere, if it's not hell yes, then it's hell no. 
And there will be seasons in your life where sometimes you got to kind of suck it up, right? Making the change already noticed it. And now making the move to Florida girl, get it. Yes. Yes, 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 Lindsay. Yes, I love that. Amazing. Um, so for those on the podcast or those on Instagram, Lindsay just says making the change already, noticed it, and now making the move to Florida. Like, just, you, you got to be a part of your own rescue, guys. Step up and do the thing. If you want something to be different in your life, you got to do the thing to make it different. Okay. Um, okay. There will be seasons in your life where you end up, you know, suffering, quote unquote, suffering, you know, air quotes, suffering through, right? Because it's it's a season where, you know, sometimes it's not going to be all glitz and glamour. And sometimes you're going to have to get up at four o'clock in the morning to do the thing that maybe you really would rather not do. But you know that the on the backside of doing the thing, right, is the other thing that you want. So you get up and you do it. Let me take a drink of water or a tea real fast. So that eventually, right, you can get into the next season of your life, which is if it's not a hell yeah, then it's a hell no. Like how many of us raise your hand are shooting for that? Because that's what I'm shooting for, right? I'm working towards the phase in my life where every single thing that I do is by my design. Every single thing that I do is because I want it, because it's going to make my family better. Learning to say no and still maintaining rapport with the person is an art. Oh, 100% Mongola. So as a people pleaser, let me go ahead and just throw this out there and I'll try not to digress too much. But as a people pleaser, if I say no to people that know me, okay, so if I say no to a stranger, they don't know to expect anything else, right? But if I say no to people that know me and that have known me for an extended period of time, do you know the reaction that I get? It is straight up like I just completely betrayed them. Like I just ran over their most favorite puppy dog. Like you would think that I just did the worst thing simply because I said no. And that's because you you teach people how to treat you. You teach people what to expect from you. So because I'm a people pleaser, right? And I have been pleasing people for years and years and years. And it's always just been, yes, 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 sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I'm doing 92 other things. Go ahead. I'll do that 93rd thing for you while you go and enjoy doing nothing. Sure. It's no problem. I got you. Pile it on. It's no big deal. Okay. That's me. That's this girl right here. And I know it's probably so many of you as well. Um, like I said before, if you guys are getting value, hit the share button. I would absolutely appreciate that and love it. Thank you guys so much for interacting with me. This is really fun. I love it. Um, so when you start saying no to people, the initially one, it's going to be really hard for you. <laughs> it's not easy. It's going to suck. Like you said, Mangala, right? Finding that balance between like not just making everybody angry and hate you. <laughs> it's a thing. But also like it becomes, it's a practice, right? You basically have to untrain all of the people around you to where when you say no, it's not like you're stabbing them. It's just like, oh, she said no. Like she, sorry, she doesn't have time. Like she can't do it right now. As opposed to like, oh my God, she said no. What's wrong with her? She must hate me. Everything, the sky is falling because she always says yes, even if she's doing all of the things, right? So this takes work, guys. Like this is not going to be like, oh, just one day you wake up and all of a sudden you get to say no because it's a hell no for you. Mm, no, it's not how it works, unfortunately, right? But that doesn't mean that you can't start doing it. So I'm going to do, let me make a note of this. I'm literally going to write this down, make a note. So I'm going to do a live on people pleasing because the day that I realized that, oh my God, I'm a people pleaser. And I started trying to say one no a day. Literally, guys, just one no a day. If you know me at all and you've worked with me at all, you know the the kind of scope of what I do at work. And then you know kind of the scope of what I'm actually doing at work, the what I'm supposed to be doing versus the what I'm actually doing. Um, and a lot of times it's well beyond what 
should be expected of me, but it's not anybody's fault. It's not because I'm a superhero. It's because I just let it all pile on me. Sure. I'll take that. I'll do this. Let me help with that. Yeah, I got it. Hey, could you get that to me by the end of the week? You know what? I'll get it to you by the end of the day, but, but, but whatever. So the day that I realized that I was a people pleaser and that I was literally hurting myself and that I had to step up and be a part of my own rescue because I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. I decided I was going to say no to one thing a day. One. Maybe it's just, I'm not going to reply to this email, even though she's followed up with me 11 times, she can wait. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's, uh, you know, no, I'm not going to go, I don't know, fill in the blank. Maybe it's a little bitty. Maybe it's big, right? But it's just one no a day for me. And the first time that I told multiple people no, right, each one of them was like, what's, what's happening? Are you okay? Like, are you feeling all right? Are you mad at me? Like, I am just saying, no, it's fine. All right, Lindsay says, funny enough, now that I've given my 30-day notice, I find myself doing just that, putting my foot down and being okay with it. It's refreshing and should be my mentality mentality the whole time. That's right, right? When you don't, so you we put so much pressure on ourselves, we think that if we don't say yes to every single thing, that there's gonna be some repercussion, right, Lindsay? I don't wanna make assumptions here, but I'm assuming that some of this freedom and you being feeling like you can say no is because you've put in your notice, right? You feel like, well, what are they gonna do? They're not gonna let me go, right? There's no punishment, right? Again, I, I'm um, kind of putting that on you and you obviously didn't say that, but that's how I'm picking that up, right? Um, but we, we can, we're convinced for whatever reason that if we say no to one thing that it's like, you're, everybody's going to hate you. You're going to be terminated. Life is going to be over because you're so used to making every single person happy. And we just can't live like that. Okay. So I'm going to get back to this, but be a part of your own rescue. And if that means saying no every now and then, so that you can start to say yes to other things, or so that you can just take a deep breath and live your life without feeling like everything is in full flipping chaos all the flipping time. Do that too, right? It's okay to say no every once in a while. People pleasers of the world, unite. Try to say no. Maybe if it's not once a day, try to say no once a week. Let's shoot for that, okay? If you know you're a people pleaser and saying no to something is scary to you. Yep, but I realized how valued I actually was to them. That's right, Lindsay. Absolutely, 100%. Um, so people pleasers of the world, unite. If you are hearing my voice and you know that you're a people pleaser, try saying no to one person one time this week, okay? So today is Wednesday. It's Wednesday at 11.39 p.m. Sometime between now and Sunday at midnight, try to say no to one thing that is not filling your cup, that is you know, not allowing you to live your best life, that is not allowing you to be a part of your own rescue, okay? Say no to one person and then report back. Let me know how it feels. Maybe it's gonna suck. I don't know. I can't promise you it's gonna be good, but try it. Okay, so before we wrap up, as we're gonna talk about being a part of your own rescue, here's another thing that people do. Um, people... Let me just tell the story. Okay. So first of all, if you are at all suffering from the hurricanes or the floods that are happening, you know, around the world and specifically in the United States of America, uh, prayers to you. I see you. I'm so sorry. Um, let me know if there's anything that I can do to help. This is not being me being insensitive. I just think it's a really good story and it relates to what we're going to, what we're talking about. So, okay. There's this guy, right? This is not a real story. This is just, let's make believe for a minute. Okay. Let's play pretend. So there's this guy and he is sitting on the roof of his house and the, the, it's, there's a flood. Okay. The waters have risen all the way up to his rooftop and he is sitting there. Okay. And he is praying, God, save me. God, save me. God, save me. Okay. And this boat comes up and uh, it's the national guard or something. And they're like, Hey man, this is what we need you to do. We need you to climb up to the top of the peak of your roof, right? So he's kind of sitting like down at the bottom. We need you to climb up to the top of the peak of, the, of your roof, uh, right there where the chimney is. We need you to get to the highest point, stand up on the ledge of the chimney, and then you're going to reach out. You're going to lean forward. And as you're leaning forward, we are going to take this rope bucket thing from the helicopter that's about to come up over. We're going to hook it onto you. They're going to lower you down over into this boat and we're going to get you out of here. Okay. It's going to be fine. We've done this so many times. Come with us. We've got you. Okay. And the guy's like, no way. I'm not doing that. God's coming for me. God's going to save me. 
go ahead. And they're like, for real, man, like we need you to come on. And he's like, no, I'm not going. Okay. So he continues to sit there. A little bit later, he's like, God save me, God save me. A little bit later, a second boat comes by. The second boat comes by and they're like, okay, here's the deal. We need you to come down to the bottom, okay? Right here, you're going to lean into the water. And as soon as the water picks you up, we see that the current is pulling kind of to the right. The current is going to pick you up. It's going to start pulling you to the right. We're going to be on the right-hand side. You're going to bump into our boat. We're going to pick you up. We're going to put you in it and we're going to get you out of here. But you got to kind of go into the water a little bit, lean into the current. We're going to scoop you up. We're going to get you out of here. We're going to save you. And the guy's like, mm, yeah, I'm not really down for that. That sounds terrible. I'm not doing that. And anyways, God's going to save me. He's on his way. Okay. God's got me. A little bit more time comes by in another boat. He's like, no, no, I'm good. No, that's okay. And the guy ends up dying. Okay. Right there on that rooftop. He doesn't make it out. So he gets to heaven and he's, you know, waiting at the pearly gates and he goes in and God says, um, Hey, you know, welcome to heaven, John. I don't know if I told you guys his name, but his name's John. Now that he's in heaven, welcome to heaven. And John's like, God, dude, why didn't you save me? Like I kept telling everybody that you were going to save me and you just left me there to die. Like, why didn't you save me? And God's like, John, are you kidding me? I sent three boats. I sent three boats to save you. And every single time you said no, three boats, John, every time you said no, I did come to save you three boats. And you said no, every single time. Okay. So here's the idea, right? Are we sitting around letting opportunity after opportunity after opportunity pass us by? Okay. Because we're not willing to, you know, take that one step into the rough waters or climb those 10 feet up to the top by the chimney because it looks scary and it looks hard. <coughs> Are we missing the opportunities that God is putting in front of us? Right. Because we're lazy, we're scared, we are in our comfort zone, whatever it might be, right? What are we sitting and just letting pass by because we're not willing to take the small step to be a part of our own rescue, okay? You have to be a part of your own rescue. Follow your intuition, your gut, right? Follow that. Do the hard things to save yourself, okay? And again, I'm not talking just physically saving yourself. I'm talking metaphorically. If your life is awesome and amazing and perfect, then keep living your awesome and amazing, perfect life, right? More power to you. I love that for you. But if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, do something about it. Save yourself. That next opportunity that comes by, instead of just being like, mm, I'm going to sit here because God is literally going to just with no work, I'm gonna, not going to put in any work at all. He's going to come and just pick me up and scoop me up and put me in the next place and everything's going to be great. No, no, no. That was never promised to you. At what point was that promised to you? Because wherever that promise is, somebody point me to that because I didn't find that promise. Okay. But if you're willing to put in the, the couple of steps, right, to do the hard thing, to be courageous, that's where the promise is, right? That's when you're going to quote unquote, be a part of your own rescue. And that's where you're going to see success. I've talked about it before. I'll mention it super quickly one more time here, right? But on the other side of the suck is success. Okay. So right on the other side of kind of leaning into the current and letting, you know, it pull you a little bit is the boat there to pick you up, you know, the life raft so that you can move on to the next thing in your life so that you can be a part of your own rescue. Okay. All right. So that's all I have for you guys tonight. I know it's super late. It's literally almost midnight. Um, I was going to say, I'll try to do these earlier from now on, but I won't. Like I said, if you got value from this, please hit the share button on Facebook. It's a little guy with the arrow coming out of it. I don't know how to do it on Instagram, but I'm going to save this as an IGTV. So you can definitely like it. I think you can share it to your stories that way. I would definitely appreciate it. If you're listening to the podcast, if you want to screenshot the podcast and send it out to your IG stories, I am at going Gilland. You can also hashtag going Gilland or hashtag actual 
real life humans. Um, that's me on all of those. And um, I would love to connect with you guys again. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate the support. I appreciate the engagement on Facebook. Um, I love it. I love it when you guys talk to me and hang out with me. It means a whole, whole, whole heck of a lot. Um, and like I said, I think that's it for me. So um, like I, I introduced myself at the top, but I'll do it again. I love you too, Lindsay Murphy. And Lindsay, thank you so much for hanging out. My name is Ashley Gillen. You can call me hashtag going Gillen. That's a wrap. Please remember to be nice to each other. It's really the most important thing that we can do. Cool. Peace.